Good evening. Welcome back, Facebook. Welcome back to Imperfectly Perfect Live. I am Trainice McNeil, and I am your host for the evening, as always. It is such a pleasure to be back before you guys to share with you uh, what the word of God that God has given me and just to bring forth empowerment, enlightenment, and just to bring forth encouragement to you guys to let you know that you can fulfill your God-given purpose in spite of your imperfections. That's what this platform is all about, fulfilling our God-given purpose in spite of our imperfections. So if you have any weaknesses, if you have any shortcomings, know that God will use those weaknesses, God will use those imperfections, and he will cause you to be able to minister to somebody else. Why? Because you can relate to that person because God has delivered you and we are strengthened through Christ. We are strengthened through Christ. So we don't have to try to depend on ourselves. We can depend and rely on Jesus Christ, who is our strength. So that's what this platform is about. We have currently been on the I Am series. Welcome to my Instagram audience. Shed light on life. Welcome, welcome. We have been on the I Am series and God has just placed on my heart just to um, one shed light on who I am is, who is God, His that is his self-given name. We've learned that um, for the past three weeks and we've been reviewing it and we're going to get continue to get that in our spirits. But also God wanted me to do this series to um, affirm, affirm us. When we say I am, we are declaring and decreeing what we are and who God says that we are, because we have to be careful that we are not saying negative things because what we also learned is that life and death are in the power of the tongue. That when we say I am, we are speaking, whether it be positive thoughts or negative thoughts. So it's important that we speak what God says um, and who God says we are versus what the enemy has planted into our minds for us to repeat. So let's say a word of prayer and then we're going to get to some review and get into tonight's podcast. So dear Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you. We thank you, God, for being our strength. We thank you, God, for being who you are in our lives. Father, you are our keeper, our help. Father, God, you are everything that we need and more. God, we thank you for being here tonight. I thank you, God, for choosing me, God, as your humble vessel, God. It's a privilege and an honor to be used for your glory. Father God, I thank you, God, for those that are watching this evening, that those that have watched the replay and listening, God, to the podcast channels. God, I ask that, Father God, that, that you continue to have your way, God. May they not allow their hearts to be hardened. May they truly, God, hear what you have to say, Father. I thank you, Father God, that nobody, God, would um, allow themselves, God, to leave, God, this podcast um, the same, the Father. But somebody's life should be changed, set free, delivered, healed, and receive their breakthrough in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you that somebody shall be healed, even if it's one person, that Father God. I know that, Father God, that you... Their Father God, our healer, and they will know that God and you, God, are their healer, God, and they are already healed by Jesus' stripes. The Holy Spirit, have your way, no technical difficulties, no distractions. God, I thank you, Father, that your perfect will shall be done. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, again, welcome to my Facebook audience and Instagram audience. It's a pleasure to be back before you guys. We are going to do a quick review. Hello to my mom that's watching on Facebook. We are going to do a quick review of what we've been talking about in um, the I Am series. And last week, our um, topic, we started our last topic, which is I Am Healed. I Am Healed. 
And for those of you who've been following this series, you started with I am. We were talking about who God is. And then just to learn who God is, because when we know who God is, we can have a better understanding of who we are. Why? Because we are the child. We are children. You are a child of God. We are children of God. So in order for us to understand who we are, the person we need to understand is the creator of all things, who is God, almighty, all-powerful, all-knowing. So we learned about who God is. And then after that, we started talking about how God says that we are chosen. We are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. We were learning about those things. And God wanted us to understand who we are so we can understand that we are royalty. And when you understand who you are and understand the authority that you have, you can begin to operate in the boldness that God is giving you and start speaking forth some things in your life. Because if you don't truly believe that you're royal, you don't truly believe that you have an inheritance and that you are an heir to, to God's throne and you are co-heirs with Jesus Christ, then you won't believe that when I say I'm healed, that you're actually healed. But when we get a truly understanding, a true understanding that, wow, I am an heir of God. That whatever God says I am, I have the authority to speak it out of my mouth. And if it's in the will of God, it shall come to pass. I just want us to grasp that for a minute. That when we speak, we speak life or we speak death. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. So whatever we speak, we have to be careful because it will come to pass. So let's get into quick review. I means used by a speaker to refer to himself or herself. If we're talking about am, it is first person singular present indicative of be. So meaning that if I'm saying I am, I'm talking about my present self. I'm not talking about my past. I'm not talking about my future. If I say I am healed, that means that I am healed. But in the word of God, it talks about that Jesus said that by his stripes, we are healed, meaning that, meaning that we were already healed, but it is a matter of time for being manifested. When we say I am healed, we are, um, we are claiming what God, what Jesus had already said in his word, he said, we are healed, meaning that he already thought about it before we were born into our mother's womb. We talked about that last week. Before we were formed into our mother's womb, God said he knew us. Therefore, he thought about our spiritual healing. He thought about our mental healing. He thought about physical healing. He thought about holistic healing. He thought about our emotional healing. He thought about those things and said, we are healed. But we have to believe it. We have to believe it. And that's what we're going to get into tonight. So we talked about... Last week, our subtopic was, I am healed. Let's get into what heal means again. It means to make free from injury or disease. To make free from injury or disease. And everybody knows about this type of healing. That is our physical healing. If you broke a limb or you twisted your ankle or, you know, 
whatever it is, or you need healing in your body, you have sickness in your body, you have asthma, or you may have um, respiratory issue, um, um, issues in your body that is being free from injury or disease. Now, I'm not going to get too much into that, but I'll get more into that when I talk about physical healing, is that Jesus, he, during his first times when he was healing, he had miracles. He did a lot of physical healing because that's what people can see. A lot of times, you know, you have to show things physically, tangible things for them to actually believe in tangible things. So Jesus did a lot of physical healing healing of the body. He, he caused the, the deaf to hear. He called the blind to see. He, he caused limbs to, to grow. Limbs that, that were no longer on their body. He called the growth to take regrowth to take place in their bodies. I mean, just mind-blowing miracles that God, that Jesus did during his time of living on earth because he's still alive. Let's Let's first and foremost say that. Thank you, Holy Spirit. During Jesus' time on earth, that is what he did. But what we're going to start off is talking about spiritual healing tonight. So to heal is to make free from injury or disease, to make sound or whole holistic healing. We're going to get into that later. But the one that I have focused on last week was to restore to original purity or integrity. To restore to original purity or integrity, meaning restore means to return someone or something to a former condition, place, or position. In simpler terms, it means to bring back. That means that we have already had been there. And God is bringing us back into that position, that condition, that place that we were already once were. So God is saying that we are healed. That means that we were already healed. He's just bringing us back to the position that we already had. We have to believe that it's ours. We have to claim it. We have to call out, call it out and say, I am healed. Really exercise your authority. Exercise your authority. By way of the Holy Spirit, the power in the name of Jesus Christ. We learned that Jehovah Rapha in the Hebrew means the God who heals. The God who heals. And we were just going through scriptures, scriptures of learning who, um, who God is as Jehovah Rapha and God introduced himself first as Jehovah Rapha in Exodus 15 26 the God who heals so what we're going to get into and if you didn't get a chance to see last week's podcast I encourage you I encourage you to please go back watch the podcast you can watch it on Facebook on our Facebook page I am Perfectly Perfect Incorporated you can watch it on Instagram you can even watch it or listen to it rather on our various podcast platforms while you're working out while you're on the way to work it is available to you but we must move on <laughs> we must move on there's so much that god has me to carry to share with you guys concerning healing and i did not expect 
you know, God is taking this route, but healing is important. If we want to be able to operate in authority that God has given us, we have to be healed. That means mind, soul, body, heart, spirit, healed. So let's get into types of healing tonight. Types of healing. And let me just post this um, subtopic so that you guys can have it. One moment. Talking about healing. And I pray that you have been blessed by the series thus far. I know it's been blessing me as I've been studying. God has just been blowing my mind. And I pray that you've been sharing it, that you've been um, sharing just what God has done through you and what God has done to you as you've been um, tuning into the series. So types of healing. Number one, we're going to get into two types. There's five of them that I'm going to mention just so you have it and have it in the forefront of your mind as we go through them. It is spiritual healing. Mental healing, that's number two. Number three is emotional healing. Number four is physical healing. And number five is holistic healing. I can't wait to get the holistic healing. But let's really back in and let's start with number one, which is spiritual, spiritual healing. That is healing of the spirit. And the reason why I'm breaking it down like this, because, listen, we have to just understand and you have to understand that there's, even in my study time, when I was studying about spiritual healing, you have to be careful of the sources. Be careful of the sources because everybody's like, oh, I'm spiritual and I'm this and I'm that. And if you're not careful, you'll find yourself worshiping idols. You'll find yourself worshiping gods that is not the true and living God. Because anybody can say they're spiritual, but it's not about being spiritual. It's about having a relationship with Christ. We're talking about our spirit man, the one spirit, Holy Spirit. We are We have God's spirit, which lives inside of us. Our spirit is connected to our salvation. So when people talk, when we're talking about spiritual healing, we're talking about our salvation, the growth of our salvation the growth of our salvation. So again, be careful about the sources because I'm telling you, make sure you're saying, if you're doing research or any, especially on Google, especially on Google, like, listen, start looking up what's in the word of God. Why? Because the word of God is our manual. If it's coming from, you know, yeah, that's cool. You know, there's people that study, study theology, and all of that, but you have to make sure that they are getting it from the Bible, the B-I-B-L-E, the manual, God's holy word. Not something that they just came up with by themselves and just, you know, took a little bit of this from the word and took that and just start making their own philosophies. No. What does the word of God say? What does God's word say? Um, is the live still acting up, guys? Let me know before I continue. It is still acting up. Okay. 
Hmm. All right, so I am going to end this one and come right back. Thank you for letting me know. All right. All right, Facebook, I am back. I am back. I pray and I just believe that this broadcast will not be interrupted anymore. I come against every technical difficulty. I come against, I got everything that the enemy is trying to do. He got to interrupt the Father God, this broadcast, the Father God from being complete, the Father God. Holy Spirit, God, have your way, Father. I come against the Father God, every distraction, God, and every attack of the enemy. Father, I thank you, God, that your perfect will shall be done, God. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen and amen. All right. So it appears that we are back. We're live. And we're going to continue. Continue with the podcast. So we were talking about spiritual healing, spiritual healing, which is healing of the spirit, healing of the spirit. And God wanted me to definitely start off, start off with. Um, spiritual healing because spiritual healing starts with salvation. It starts with salvation. Okay, thank you, mom. Connection is better. Great. It starts off with salvation. So it's important that we understand and understand this because in order for you to be healed, we even touched on that last week is that you must first have a relationship with Christ. You must first have a relationship with Christ. And we went into Romans 10, 9 and 10. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins, you will be saved. If you believe it and you confess it, you see how affirmation first starts off first starts off with salvation because you have to believe that thing and then after you believe it you say it out of your mouth and says i believe that jesus christ died for me i believe and i accept him into my life as my lord and savior when you make that declaration you're saying lord i accept you as my savior and I choose to, to have you as a Lord over my life. And I surrender myself to you. That whatever your perfect is, will is for my life, God, you have utter control. You declare, you decree with the power of the tongue. Your tongue is power in your tongue. Salvation starts with I mean, spiritual healing starts with salvation. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse 17 in the Amplified Version, it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ that is grafted in, joined to him by faith in him as savior, he is a new creature, reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old things, the previous, previous excuse me, moral and spiritual condition have passed away. Behold, new things have come. Because spiritual awakening brings a new life. That last part, spiritual awakening brings a new life. Our healing, our spiritual healing starts with our salvation. 
because what we had, our old man, our old self, is done away with. When we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior, that old life, bad behaviors, bad mindsets, that all, all of that in the past is no longer a part of our, our identity. We now have a new identity that is founded in Christ in our relationship with him. And that was Romans. Romans, sorry, not Romans, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 or 17 in the Amplified Version. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 21 through 24. And every, all the scriptures tonight is going to be in the Amplified Version because it really just gets a little bit more information to get a better understanding of what God is trying to say tonight. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 21 through 24, Amplified Version. It says, for as a believer... You have been called for this purpose since Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you may follow in his footsteps. He committed no sin, nor was deceit ever found in his mouth. While being reviled and insulted, he did not revile or insult in return. While suffering, he made no threats of vengeance, but kept entrusting himself to him who judges fairly. He personally carried our sins in his body on the cross, willingly offering himself on it as on an altar of sacrifice so that we might die to sin, becoming immune, my God, from the penalty and power of sin and live for righteousness. For by his wounds, you who believe have been healed, my God. That is so powerful. When we believe, when we believe, the part that I love is that in verse, let's see, verse 24, again, it says, he personally carried our sins. Jesus carried our sins in his body on the cross, willingly offering himself. He offered himself as a living sacrifice on it as on an altar of sacrifice so that we might die to sin. Whew. becoming immune from the penalty and power of sin. So even when we sin, because it's not saying that we won't ever sin again because we are still of sinful nature with this flesh that we have, the skin. However, because of the ultimate sacrifice that Jesus Christ made, we are immune. <clears throat> that means that no matter what you do, you are going to be forgiven. Why? Because we have the power of repentance. When we repent, we are having the privilege of having that white and having a clean slate. We are immune to the penalty of sin. That is so powerful. So spiritual healing, it starts with salvation. It starts with salvation. Let's get back to our points. Our, our spiritual healing is attached to the level of our faith in God. It's attached to the level of our faith in God. 
Why is it attached to the level of our faith? Because we had to have faith in order to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Because faith, and I'm going to read the Amplified Version in a moment, but faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. You have to have faith in order to be able to, to believe and have hope in something that you can't see in your with your natural eyes. The Amplified Version of Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, Now faith is the assurance, title deed, confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed, and the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of their re re reality. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced, thank you, Holy Spirit, by the physical senses, something that you can't experience through your sight, through your smell, through your taste, through your touch, through your hearing, something you cannot experience through your physical senses. Faith, the assurance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. We have to have faith. Our spiritual healing is attached to the level of our faith in God. So that means we have to do what? Activate. Activate your faith. Activate your faith. Because it's nothing like having, having a talent, having a gift, and not actually using it. Think about a lot of people who like superheroes, right? Think about somebody like Superman. I don't know why Superman just, you know, like I like Superman. And one of my nicknames growing up was Clark Kent. And just how Clark Kent is just such a regular, regular person. Working nine to five, you would never know and never look at them and think that they have power. Think that they have, you know, such strength. But the other side of Clark Kent is Superman, somebody who can fly, somebody who can lift a building up. And if somebody is under the building and they need help, can lift a whole entire, think about the Empire State Building that's in New York City, can lift it from the ground, the root, the foundation, lift it up to save a life. What if Clark Kent never really tapped into his powers of having super strength. All of that will go to waste. Now think about our faith. God has given us faith to actually be able to believe in the things that are unseen, to have hope in things that are unseen, to speak it into to existence. What if we don't activate our faith? Those things that God said is, is ours, such as healing, it will fall at the wayside because we don't activate it. A lot of times we're, we're praying and, you know, it's like, God, I want this, I want that. But have you truly activated your faith? Are you just saying it and not actually believing it? Because that can happen. You can say it out of your mouth, but do you actually believe it? Or is the spirit of doubt consuming you? Because you can't doubt God and trust God and believe that God is your healer at the same time. Because that's being a double-minded double man. 
being wavered in your thinking. You have to choose. Am I going to have faith in God or am I going to doubt him? Activate your faith. Romans 10, verse 17 in the Amplified Version says, So faith comes from hearing what is told. And what is heard comes by the preaching of the message concerning Christ. Hearing what is told. This is why it's important. Important that you as a believer, that you are under the right leadership, that you are that you are um, connected to the right church home. A shepherd or shepherds, because I have two, Pastor, um, Pastor Charles and Dr. Tracy Lynn Williams husband and wife, that you have shepherds that first have a relationship with Christ and not are just and not just talking the talk, but actually walking the walk that the things that they are speaking on a Sunday or on a Wednesday or whenever your Bible study or your regular worship service is, that they actually live and breathe that thing. That they are, the word that they are giving you that God has um, downloaded into their spirit to give to you. That whatever you are being told, because again, it says, so faith comes from hearing what is told and what is heard comes by the preaching of the message concerning Christ. What are you being fed with on a weekly basis? Thank you, Holy Spirit. What are you feeding into your spirit? If we want to be healed spiritually, we have to, and this definitely wasn't in my notes, but we have to be careful of what we are feeding into our spirit, man. We have to be careful what we are feeding into our spirit, man. Being careful about what we're listening to, being careful about what we're watching, our ear gates, our eye gates. Be careful what you are letting, excuse me, what you are letting into your spirit, man. Because that can be um, contradictory to what the word of God says. Don't just listen to just any old body. So many podcasts, so many YouTube channels, so many people on Facebook Live and Instagram Live. And it's just so much, especially when COVID hit and a lot of us were at home and we didn't have no choice, you know, for entertainment. Everybody wants to be entertained. So everybody was tuning in to the Instagrams and to the Facebook and to all of the podcast channels. But as soon as life opened back up, now people are getting comfortable and everybody wants to just stay home and nobody wants to go into the house of the Lord anymore physically. And because we have our phones that are tangible to us, we have, everybody has Wi-Fi. You go to the coffee shop, you got Wi-Fi, whatever. Everybody's the first thing sometimes you go to somebody's house and they say, what's your Wi-Fi password? Everybody wants to be connected, but are you connected to the one? Are you connected to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? What's your relationship like? We're talking about healing tonight. You want to be healed, you got to be connected. You got to activate your faith and actually believe in the one who is the healer, Jehovah Rapha, 
the God who heals. Activate it. Let's go to Matthew chapter 17, verse 19 through 20. <clears throat> and this is what I love is that Jesus wanted to let us know that some people was like, well, I don't know. You know, I don't have that, that type of level of faith, but we're going to read that it doesn't, it's not about the quantity. It's about the quality of your faith. Quantity is about numbers. Quality is about the actual, um, the type, just how, like, just the, if it's um, beautiful or if it's um, lovely, just thinking about that quality. If it smells good, if it tastes good, what is the quality of your faith? Matthew 17, verse 19 through 20, in the Amplified Version says, Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and asked. This is after they tried to cast out a demon. And that demon looked at him and was like, You're not operating in your authority. You're not operating in the name of Jesus. So that demon, it, it did nothing. So again, starting off in this verse, verse 19 says, Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and asked, Why could we not drive it out? He answered, Because of your little faith, my God, your lack of trust and confidence in the power of God. For I assure you and most solemnly say to you, if you have living, I love the Amplified Version in this part, if you have living faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there. And if it is God's will, it will move. And nothing will be impossible for you. A mustard seed. I mean, we can't even form a mustard, the size of a mustard seed with our fingers. It's literally a dot. A dot. That's how small a mustard seed is. And Jesus said, I just need you to have just a, a teensy, wincy little bit of faith. And he said to the disciples, you couldn't even have that. So yeah, you're not going to be able to cast out demonic spirits. Have faith. As little as a mustard seed. Next, we need to understand that our prayer, our prayer life is important. Prayer is our weapon that brings forth our healing. Prayer is our weapon that brings forth our healing. In James chapter 3, verse 16, in the Amplified Version, it says, Is anyone among you suffering? He must pray. Is anyone joyful? He is to sing praises to God. Is any, anyone among you sick? He must call for the elders, spiritual leaders of the church, and they are to pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith, my God, will restore the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another, your false steps, your offenses, and pray for one another that you may be healed and restored. The heartfelt and persistent prayer of a righteous man 
believer is able to accomplish much. When put into action and made effective by God, it is dynamic and can have tremendous power. Tremendous power. Prayer. That's our weapon. When we pray, pray. When we pray, that is our communication to God. Say, Lord God, here I am standing in a need of prayer. Not asking God that you restore my health. Asking that you restore my mind. Asking that you restore my heart. When we pray, we're activating our faith because when we confess in our mouth, we say, God, I believe that I am already healed. Start using the word of God. Getting ahead of myself because we're about to go there in a second. Use the word of God. Those scriptures that is in the word of God, yeah, that's a part of your weapon. Use that in your prayers. That's letting the enemy know that I know. I know what's a part of my inheritance. That freedom is a part of my inheritance. That God says that we should not have the spirit of fear, but the spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. That when fear tries to grip me up, no. God says I should have the spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. That means having the spirit of peace. No negative thoughts will consume me because I know what my God said. I am healed. I am healed. By Jesus' stripes, I am healed. Today, I am healed. Not talking about yesterday. We're talking about today. I am healed by his stripes. Thank you, Holy Spirit. My God, hallelujah. I am healed. You are healed. Prayer is our weapon. And then next, Reading the word of God, reading God's word will sharpen our faith and increase our arsenal in spiritual warfare. What's arsenal? Arsenal is a collection of weapons. People that have arsenal, people that are in the military or people who collect guns, they have an arsenal of weapons. Weapons that people that don't collect weapons just never even heard about. Like they have weapons from different countries and they all just have different speeds and just different um, abilities. Different functions. Oh, Sarabaya. Thank you, Jesus. Weapons that have different functions. You can't use a weapon to attack peace. I mean, to attack, um, to attack the spirit of depression and say, all right. I'm going to use that same weapon to attack something that is physical. No, use different weapons. Increase your arsenal. That's why we have to read the word of God, because there are different scriptures for different attacks of the enemy. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 1 through 3. <clears throat> In Amplified Virgin, it says, so put aside every trace of malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander and hateful speech. Like newborn babies, you should long for the pure milk of the word so that it may be so that by it you may be nurtured and grow in respect to salvation is ultimate fulfillment. 
If in fact you have already tasted the goodness and gracious kindness of the Lord. So as newborns, you are going to be on milk, right? Pure milk of the word of God. So you're just excited, just like, wow, I'm saved. I want to know more about God. And you just have such a passion for the things of God. And you start learning, you start reading scriptures. Okay, what does this mean? And this is why, again, it's important to have great leadership, great shepherds that can guide you. Okay, this is what you need for this. And I love, um, I believe last month, my pastor Tracy, she was talking about strongholds. And she gave us two papers that had scriptures, scriptures about different, um, different spirits that we can be attacked with. And scriptures that we can use to help to help fight against those strongholds. That's why it's important because God will begin to download into your shepherd and be able to give you tools that you can use and apply it to your life. That in your prayer life, as your prayer life increases, your faith will increase. And then your arsenal will increase. And more as you read the word of God, when you have questions, don't be afraid to ask. As a babe, it's important that you don't try to figure it out on your own. Ask. Ask your shepherds, your pastors, your mentors. If God blesses you with a mentor in you know, early stages, it's important to have a mentor. Someone who has talk to talk talks to talk but actually walks the walk and you can actually follow them and they can help and guide you in your spiritual walk with christ that's my pastor mission listen once you grow and mature in christ you need to get off of that baby milk and start getting on some solid food as you grow in christ and and don't try to rush it the more, this is why daily prayer life is important because every time you pray, every time you talk to God, you're just like, you're pouring out and he's beginning to do the surgery on your heart and he's beginning to deal with your spirit, man. And now as you read the word of God, now, now as you read the word of God, you are, are learning the, the different um the different privileges you have as a child of God, as an heir to his throne. He's like, wow, I have access to this and I have access to that. And just while you start um, having um, boldness and, and just really understanding the authority that God has given you and God is saying, yes, speak, activate your faith. And you actually operate in those things. And now as you're growing, the enemy can't just come any old type of way towards you. He may have been able to attack you that way before. He may have been able to dangle your ex in your face and may be able to tempt you with temporary satisfaction. But you're like, you know what? I see you a mile away. So when I get that text message, delete. When I get that phone call, block. Why? Because I, devil, I see you a mile away. So what, what you once was able to tip me with before, not going to happen. Because I'm well aware of your tactics. Why? Because you were able to experience that thing. And now God is giving you arsenal, more weapons in your arsenal so that you know, no, 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 no. God will give me a way of escape from that thing. 
that I'm not just going to accept any of your thing in my life. I'm not just going to accept myself to, to have any, just any of your attachments, to have any, just any of your connections within your body. Why? Because, oh my gosh, my temple is important. I'm a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is reasonable service. I am healed. I am chosen. Speak those things into existence. Use the word of God. And to give you an example. Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. That's for the next one. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Spirit. He's like, ah, not yet. But we have to make sure we have an arsenal. And increase it. And it's going to continue and increase as you grow in Christ. It's going to continue to increase. So next, the next one we're going to do tonight is mental healing. We're talking about types of healing. For those of you that are just joining in, we're talking about types of healing tonight. And the second one, we just finished talking about spiritual healing. Now we're talking about mental healing, which is healing of the mind. Healing of the mind. And in my study time, I thought that mental healing and emotional healing were one and the same. They are connected. However, mental healing is talking about um more so the analytical the analytical just our thought process and then the emotional is talking about things our emotions talking about the way we feel which can be one and the same and this is this is the kicker this is how you want to understand that why because every every action starts with a thought Every action starts with a thought. And just to give you a, just a, a preview of that, is that based on our thought process, it will affect our actions, will in return affect our emotions. So it starts with our thought process. That's why they are connected. However, they are not the same. Every action starts with a thought. That's why we have to control we have to get a handle of our thoughts, y'all. We got to get a handle over our thoughts. When the enemy tries it, you got to nip that thing in the bud right then and there. You can't just be just entertaining it and allow him to just keep talking. You just sitting there, sitting there watching TV. You made the, the TV show may be on, but you're not really watching it because the enemy just talking in your ear constantly. And you're not saying nothing. You're just sitting there allowing him just to feed the nonsense into your thought process. That's why you got to activate your faith. That's why you got to allow God to give you Holy, oh, Holy Ghost boldness. To say, no, I'm not just going to sit here and allow the enemy to attack me. Does he not know who I am? Does he not know whose I am? I am the child of the Most High God. I am royal. I'm a royal priesthood and I'm, oh my gosh, thank you, Jesus. Know that I am chosen and because I am chosen, I have authority. I have authority and I'm going to use it. Get back to my thought. <laughs> Every action starts with a thought. Proverbs 23, verse 7 in the Amplified Version. <clears throat> Proverbs 23, verse 7, Amplified Version says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he in behavior, 
one who manipulates. He says to you, eat and drink. Yet his heart is not with you, but it is begrudging the cause. So in this, it's talking about um, talking about how you have to be careful. You have to be careful because people can be manipulative. But the part that I wanted to focus on is for as he thinks in his heart, whatever is in his heart is what his behavior is going to be. Our heart this is saying our emotions, our heart and our mind is connected. One and the same. So we have to be careful that whatever is in our thought process, that it will in return be manifested in our actions. So we were thinking about stealing. You know, you ever thought you have ever happened to you that maybe just, it just seemed like a random thought comes in your mind, maybe um, hitting somebody and not saying that you have anything against that person, but a thought runs in your mind like, man, I just want to hit him. Where is that coming from? You don't know that person from a can of paint and all of a sudden, man, I just want to hit them or you want to run them over. That is a plan of the enemy. This is how the spirit of murder. This is how the spirit of murder can overtake you. The spirit of, of anger can overtake you because you don't deal with those negative thoughts head on. You're wondering why you even had to start like, wow, I don't even know them. And I just, you, you wonder how a stranger can just kill somebody they don't even know. They never did anything to them and they just shoot them and kill them for the sake of it. The enemy implants their thought into their thought process and they allow themselves to be manipulated. Go ahead, just pick up that gun. Go ahead and pull the trigger. And some, and he can say, oh, just, just to see, you know, what happens, you know, just get an urge just to see what happens. An innocent child walking down the street, coming home from school. And just because you have this curious thought, now you fire, you fire the gun. Now an innocent child is murdered. And guess what? After that takes place. Now you come back into your natural mind and like, wow, what did I do? How could I allow that to happen? How could I allow that to happen? Because you allow that spirit of murder to overtake you because you did not use your spiritual arsenal to attack it. Wondering why you have any thoughts. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And a lot of times these are generational. This is why, thank you, Holy Spirit. This is why it's important that we have to talk about our, about, thank you, Holy Spirit. Help me how to, how to say this. Talk about things that we deal with in our health and that's mental health as, as well. Things that our family deal, deals with. Because sometimes mental illnesses run in our family. And if we don't talk about these things, we don't know how to deal with it. Schizophrenia, having all of these voices talking in your head, listen, it's a disease that starts and talking about the thought process. That's demonic. 
And as if you are a parent that has a child of that, you have to, if they are not in their right mind to fight against that thing, you have to use your spiritual arsenal to fight against that and speak life over your child and speak healing over their mind in the mighty name of Jesus. We're not going to allow ourselves to be defeated by the enemy because the word of God says no weapon that forms against me shall be able to prosper. So if I am a child of the most high God and God says I'm cold and I'm the heir to his throne, God says that no weapon, whatever the enemy comes to do is kill, steal, and destroy me. It won't be able to prosper. It may form, but it won't prosper. But I have to activate my faith and say it will not affect me or my family. Activate your faith. And start recognizing the attack. And listen, that comes with time. Don't feel like it's going to come automatically. There may be times where you may fall. Because the word of God says we all fall short of his glory. However, God gives us the grace to get back up. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He gives us the grace to get back up and try it again. That is the beauty of forgiveness and salvation. And when we repent, God has already given us the grace to do it again. So even if we allowed ourselves to fall into that, we learn, we learn, we grow in this walk. And now, devil, like I said before, what you were able to get me with before, don't think it's going to happen again because I see you from a mile away. You got to start speaking to him. I see you, devil. And it's not going to happen. The power in the name of Jesus Christ. I am an overcomer. I am victorious. Through Jesus Christ. Speak that into your life. Stop entertaining this nonsense. Stop accepting the negative thoughts. The enemy saying, oh, you're going to die. No, the devil is a lie. Especially if you know that is not in the will of God. Listen, we're all going to die at some point in our lives. But. We're not going to sit here and allow the enemy to feed us and thinking, oh, no, to try to get us to believe that our that our time has come when we know that it hasn't. And he tries to put the spirit of fear in us because if we are believers. Then when this life here is over, we will have eternal life. So, yes, if it's our time, listen, I won't die. Why? Because I'm going to live eternally. I'm going to die in my body, my natural man, but my spirit will live forever. So I will not allow the spirit of fear to overtake me. Remind the enemy of who you are and who you belong to. Let them know you are already defeated. Your time is almost up. This is why, this is why the spirit of murder is running rapid out here. Because the enemy knows his time is coming to an end. 
He's trying to take any and everybody out that he can. So we got to be spiritually ready. Put on that full armor of God, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, have the belt of truth, the sword of the spirit, the shield of faith. The gospel of peace which shots our feet. Have on the full armor of God. Build that arsenal up. And again, don't put too much pressure on yourself to try to try to be at the top. No. If you're a babe in Christ, it will come. It's a process every day. Everyday process. This is why you got to pray daily. This is why you got to read the word of God daily. Have devotionals. We have Bible apps, free Bible apps. There are so many devotionals on the Bible apps. Listen, and you can type in categories, faith, patience, peace, strongholds, whatever it is. They have a devotional that caters to that topic that can help you so that you don't feel like like, wow, especially when you when you first become saved, you're like, I don't understand this stuff, especially when you're reading, reading the King James Version. you like, what is this thus and thou and wherefore? And you're not going to understand that. But if you find something that is relevant to you, to where you are, learn and, and just, oh. Uh, have such a love for the word. When you truly find a, a passage of scriptures that applies to your situation, you're like, wow, they they went through that too in the word of God? It's not just me. Yeah, God covered everything in his word. It's nothing new under the sun. That's not just cliche, it's for real. God covered everything in his word. Whatever you need is in his word. Whatever arson, whatever weapon you need is in God's word. It's in his word. My God, thank you, Holy Spirit. So it's important to have the mind of Christ. To have the mind of Christ. It's important to have the mind of Christ. Why? Because when we have the mind of Christ, we're not going to allow ourselves to be subjected to the negative thoughts of the enemy. As we've been talking about. We're not going to allow it. So let's go to Philippians chapter 4, verse 8 through 9. Good evening, Dr. Fred. <laughs> Philippians. Chapter 4, verse 8 through 9 in the Amplified Version, it says, Finally, believers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable and worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable and of good repute, if there isn't any excellence, if there is any worthy of praise, think continually. We're talking about daily it's not just like a one-time thing. No, continually on these things. Center your mind on them and implant them in your heart. Ooh, sarabaya. 
Ooh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pause there for a moment. It says center your mind on them. That means you have to put in the work. <laughs> that means that it's just not gonna happen out of nowhere because faith without works is dead. So if you're saying, God, I believe, you gotta actually put in the work, your actions. It starts with your thought process and then it's manifested in your actions. Lord, I'm showing you that I believe by my actions. And I'm doing it daily, continually on these things. Center your mind on them and plant them in your heart. Because again, what we talked about mental, we're talking about mental healing, but then later we're going to talk about emotional healing next week because it ain't going to happen tonight. But anyway, <laughs> mental healing, talking about healing of the mind and then healing of the heart. Whatever we think in our mind, it will affect our emotions. So that's why God says, center your mind first, center your thoughts so that whatever, once your mind is centered, now you can implant those positive thoughts into your heart so that your emotions are in check. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The things which you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, this is Jesus talking, practice these things in daily life. And the God who is the source of peace. Sorry, that was not that was not Jesus. That was Paul. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The things which you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things in daily life. And the God who is the source of peace and well-being will be with you. So we have to be in control of our thought process. We have to operate in our authority that God has given us. Center your mind. This is, again, making sure that you are watching what you feed into your spirit, man. And we want, because it's one thing, thank you, Holy Spirit, it's one thing for us to be healed because, again, the word of God says, by Jesus' stripes, we are healed. That means we are already healed. But it's another thing to stay healed. It's another thing to stay healed. Is one thing, talking about physical healing for a moment, is one thing for God to heal me of diabetes. But if I sit around here and keep eating all these cakes and pies and eating all these um, sugary things, I may be subjected to getting diabetes again. Why? Because I didn't do my part. I didn't make sure that I stayed having the health, healthy lifestyle that is needed to keep my healing from diabetes. So we want to continue to be mentally healed. We're talking about mental healing right now. Then we have to make sure that we keep the mind of Christ. Thinking on positive things, thinking on uh, whatever is pure. Going back to that scripture. Whatever is pure. All right, messing up here. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable and worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable and of good repute, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think continually on these things. Think 
on continually on the things that are in the mind of Christ daily. Daily. So that means that your mind must be renewed daily. Every single day. I know I keep saying it, but it's important because sometimes we treat our life or our relationship with Christ as if it's an option. No, it's a necessity. It's a requirement. It's, it, it, it's so needed because when we don't pray daily, we'll find ourselves subjecting our spirits to the nonsense of the enemy. Thinking that just because I've been saved 10 years, oh, I don't have to pray every day because I prayed enough. And just like that, the enemy comes in. Here you go. That temptation, that um, temptation that you thought that you was over, here it come back into your life. Then you finding yourself falling into sin, something that you, ooh, Rabbi, I was delivered from, but now you falling back into that weakness because you didn't make sure that your mind was renewed daily. You didn't attack those thoughts so that those thoughts wouldn't be manifested into actions. You see how all of this ties in together? Renew your mind by talking to the Father, Lord, if you want to be real right now, my singles, Lord, it's a season. We talking about cuffing season. My sister Nikita was talking about cuffing season last, last week. Certain seasons, winter and fall, it start getting cold. You got these guys out here looking to cuff, looking to get in relationships. And by summertime, they dumping you. So you got to be aware of which season you're in. That's natural and spiritual. Be aware of those things. They listen. Beware of your body. If you know in certain seasons you may be hornier or hotter in others, increase your prayer life. Stay connected to your friends, those, those people that want to hold you accountable of your actions. Don't just allow yourself to be sitting in the house, especially if you live by yourself. You setting yourself up a lonely Friday night and you sitting here by yourself and you know good and well you hot, that makes no sense. Make sure that you are aware of your seasons so that you are can be spiritually equipped and make sure that you are connected to the right people that's going to hold you accountable. Romans chapter 12, verse 2, in the Amplified Version, it says, And do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, and be transformed and progressively. I love the fact that we keep talking about continually. Progressively is a, is a synonym of continually. Progressive. It constantly grows. Progressively change. As you mature, spiritually by the renewing of your mind focusing on godly this is what i love the amplified version because it really is explaining what these words mean says by the renewing of your mind focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes that's what renewing of your mind means you're focusing on godly values 
ethical attitudes, attitudes talking about your character, your behaviors, how you conduct yourself daily, your daily walk with Christ. Continuing the verse, it says, so that you may prove for yourselves what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan. Whose plan? God's plan and purpose for you, not your own plan. God's plan. What is perfect in God's plan? This is why we got to get the mind of Christ so that we are not subjected to the enemy's tactics. Get the mind of Christ. Hatamira, get the mind of Christ. Next. I touched a little bit on it already. However, identify the weapon that the enemy is attacking you with so that you know how to fight back. We got to identify the weapon that the enemy is attacking us with to know how to fight back. I said it before, if we're dealing with depression, we're not going to use something that uh, um, that's physically attacking our body and use the same uh, scripture. No, we're going to use something different because depression is something mental. It can eventually affect us physically, but we got to attack it at the root. Meaning we got to attack it in our mind first. So two examples I'm going to give you. If we're attacking the spirit of anxiety, a perfect scripture for that is Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 7 in the Amplified Version. And it says, do not be anxious or worried about any." Thing. Can we all say anything? Not some things, but anything. God says, don't worry about anything. But in everything, every circumstance and situation by prayer and petition, what is petition? Request with thanksgiving. Continue. That means thank God. Thank God before it even happens. So you make your prayers, you make your petition, and you give God thanks after you make your petition. God, I thank you, God, for my healing. God, I thank you, God, that I'm healed from depression. God, I thank you that I'm healed from anxiety. God, I thank you, Father God, that I am delivered. God, I thank you. Why? Because you're activating your faith and you're saying, I believe in my heart and I'm confessing with my mouth that it's already done. I declare and I decree. Again, it says, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific requests known to God and the peace of God. I love the scripture. And the peace of God, that peace which reassures the heart, that peace which transcends all understanding, that peace which stands guard over your hearts and your minds. See how they're connected in Christ Jesus is yours. It's yours. Jesus said, we have peace. When we feel anxious, say, I have peace. I shall not worry about anything. Tell the enemy, I'm not going to worry about anything because God said not to worry about nothing. 
and peace is a part of my portion. It's in part of my inheritance. I'm not going to worry about it. I give it to God. I give it to God. And the other example I have when we're talking about spirit of depression, we go to Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30 in the Amplified Version. It says, come to me. This is Jesus talking. Come to me, all who are weary and heavily burdened by religious rituals that provide no peace. My God, I got to pause. Sometimes we can be bound by all these religious things that, that all these denominations just made up themselves is not even in the word of God. And they just coming up with these rules that God didn't even um, put in his word. And we're burdened by it, trying to please man and not focusing on pleasing God. Come to me, all who are weary and heavily burdened by religious religious rituals that provide no peace. And I will give you rest, refreshing your souls with salvation. I love that the Amplified Version showed this because rest is not really talking about sleep. Yes, we, we rest through sleep, but sometimes you can be sleep and not resting. Why? Because your mind, your mind is constantly running. The enemy is attacking you in your dream state. And while you're asleep, you're, you could be having nightmares and you're worrying, you have anxiety. I know for me, and then this just happened the other day, is that I was just worried about um, my job and just worrying about, you know, making sure that I'm doing such a great job. And, you know, Sunday night when I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize it, but I couldn't sleep because I had anxiety and I was having dreams that were attacking my sleep. And then my husband prayed over me. This is why it's important again to have connections then when you don't have strength yourself, that you can have somebody that can pray over you and speak and speak against that thing. To pray for peace over your mind and come against the spirit of depression, to come against the spirit of anxiety, to come against the spirit of worry. In the name of Jesus. It says, and I will give you rest, refreshing your souls with salvation to have peace in your sleep. When you're asleep, to have peace. I mean, I'm telling you, after that prayer, like, I was so grateful because I had an hour left. And I just, in that hour, it just felt like God maximized. And I'm kidding you not. It felt like God maximized the time. And I was just like, Wow, I feel like I'm sleeping too long, but I knew that my alarm was already on, so I was going to be good. And God said, just rest. He told me to just rest. Just rest in me. Rest in me. 
does that mean? Abide in God. Stay love. Stay connected to me. When you give it, it's something about when you give God your cares, your worries, that you have just confidence in knowing that God's got it. Your heavenly father got it. You ever think about your parents? That if you were worried about something or maybe you hurt yourself, you know, riding your bike and then your mom and your dad came to you. And if your parents may, may have kissed you on your knee, you might have been bleeding it. But even when they kissed you on your knee, like you feel better and you be like, yes, even though you still bleed it. But you just felt good just in knowing that you had your, your mom and your dad just come to your rescue and you just felt so safe. That's what that's about. God said rest to feel safe and knowing that God will restore. It says restore, refresh your, your souls with salvation. And continually, I mean, continuing the verse, it says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, following me as my disciple, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And you, it says this in caps in the Amplified Version, it says, and you will find rest, renewal, blessed, quiet for your souls, for my yoke is easy to bear and my burden is light. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So God says tonight, give everything to him. Give everything to him, whatever your concerns are, whatever your worries are, whatever your anxieties are, whatever is taking away your peace. Give it to God so that he can refresh your souls to give you rest. Give it to him. Hallelujah. Give it to him. So again, guys, just to do a recap of what we talked about tonight. We talked about the types of healing. We talked about what the five healings are. We didn't cover all of them, but we talked about the five healings are spiritual healing, mental healing, emotional healing, physical healing, number four, number five, holistic healing. We went over spiritual healing. Healing of the spirit. Make sure you activate your faith. And healing, spiritual healing starts with salvation. It starts with salvation. And then we talked about mental healing, healing of the mind. Make sure that you know that every action starts with a thought. So we need to get the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. And allow our mind to be renewed daily. Increase your arsenal, which is a collection of weapons, spiritual weapons that we get from the word of God. Reading the word of God daily should be a part of your lifestyle. And this is how we won't just be healed because Jesus said again, we are already healed. But we want to stay healed. And we got to put in the work so that we remain healed. Faith without works is dead. And we got to put in the work. Because staying healed is our responsibility. 
So I pray that everybody was blessed tonight, that you truly got the gist of what God is talking about tonight and that you actually believe that you're healed. That's what this is about. That when you wake up in the morning, you start affirming yourself. Put it on a post-it note, put it on your mirror, do whatever you got to do. Put it, get a, a picture and put it on your phone so that when you have the screensaver and you open up your phone, you first thing you see is, I am healed. Whatever it is you need, that I have peace. Whatever it is that you need, I am chosen. I am an overcomer. Whatever it is that you need, make sure that you're reminded of it every single day. Every single day. And before I close, I always want to make sure that we never end a podcast without offering the gift of salvation to someone that may have been watching this podcast and you're like, what are you talking about? Healing. And you know that it's that you can't really pinpoint it, but you know that you're experiencing some repercussions from things that you experienced from your past. And you realize that you just have, it seems like you just constantly have this, the anxiety. You constantly have um, depression and you always are worrying and you always are having these anger issues. And you're like, I want to be free. I don't want to be this person anymore. But I'm telling you, as we learn tonight, that your healing is going to start with salvation, with salvation, accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. He died for you. He shed his blood. He was the living sacrifice for your sins. Your sins, even before you were even born. He thought about you. And if you want to be healed tonight, you got to accept Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man will come unto the Father who is God but by him. So if you want to get to God, you got to first accept his son. Salvation, healing is available to you tonight by salvation. I encourage you to say this prayer of salvation with me. By lifting up your hands, lifting up your hands is telling God that I surrender, that I give you my undivided attention. And here I am. Say, Lord Jesus, I realize that I am a sinner. And I need you in my life. I have done wrong and I've been hurt. And I realize, God, that I need you. You are my healer. You are my savior. And Jesus, I thank you for shedding your blood, dying on the cross for my sins so that I can have life eternally. So I believe in my heart and I'm confessing with my mouth right now that you are my savior. And I ask that you take control over my life and renew my mind, cleanse me, wash me whole, and I will never be the same again. I will serve you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you prayed that prayer of salvation, guess what? You are saved. You are a new 
creature, a new creation. You learned about that tonight. Those old things are behind you. Behold, there are all things new before you. All those old ways of thinking, all of that is behind you. You are a new creature. And God has forgiven you. And now it's important that you forgive yourself. So that you can move forward in your freedom. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to be to God. Hallelujah. One last call I have is for those of you that may have had a relationship with Christ at some point in time, but you allow just the cares of this world and just life to cause you to disconnect from God. And I could tell you that it's not uncommon. I've been there. Grew up as a PK kid. And just the, the just the cares of this world and just life experiences caused me to disconnect from God and to not be connected to him like I should have been. But the thing is about God is that he loves us so unconditionally that because of Jesus, we have the option and the ability to repent and get right with him. God will give us chances. Sometimes people will have multiple chances until they get it right. So it's not too late. If you are watching or listening, the fact that you have breath in your body lets, lets me know, should let you know that this is my moment. This is my time. And I don't want you to let this day go by without rededicating your life back to Jesus. Tomorrow is not promised. A few minutes from now is not promised. So I encourage you to say this prayer of rededication. Why? Because Jesus is waiting with open arms, waiting for you to come back home. He doesn't care what you did a few minutes ago. He doesn't care what you did last week. He doesn't care about that. All he cares is that his lost sheep comes home. He's going to love you. He's going to heal you. He's going to make you whole again. So say this prayer rededication with me. The Lord Jesus. I stepped out of your will and I tried to do this life, live this life by myself, but I failed. I allowed myself to be disconnected from you because of things that I experienced and even found myself blaming you. But Lord Jesus, I realized that I need you in my life. I need you, Jesus, more than I ever did before. My life without you is nothing. My life with you is everything. So, Jesus, I ask that you come back into my life. Be my Lord and Savior once again. Be Lord over my life. Forgive me. Renew me. Wash me and make me whole again. And I surrender to you for real this time, not going back, but looking ahead. 
I love you and I thank you for giving me another chance. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you prayed that prayer of rededication, welcome back into the body of Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, you have been forgiven by Jesus. You have been forgiven. And it's time to move forward. Time to move forward in Jesus' name. All right, guys, I pray that everybody was blessed by tonight's podcast. Again, you can follow us on I Am Imperfectly Perfect at I Am Imperfectly Perfect Incorporated on Facebook. We are available on there. You're able to keep up with all the podcasts that we had available. When we have events in the future, you'll be able to keep up with that as well. Also, we're available on Instagram. I underscore am underscore imperfectly perfect on Instagram. We have, I believe it's um, a tab that says I am series. If you miss any of the uh, podcasts, um, that's a part of this particular series. You can do that on there. And on our podcast platforms, we are available on all podcast platforms. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and so many others is available to you. So I encourage you to download the app so that it can be available to you so you can watch it or listen to it at your convenience. So until next time on A Perfectly Perfect Live, I love you guys so much. Make sure you stay tuned every Tuesday night at 6 p.m. unless um, noted otherwise. Until then, I will see you guys next week. Have a great night.